Welcome back, marketing maestros. And for those who are listening for the first time, hello and welcome to you as well. I hope you've been enjoying your summer as much as possible as we continue to do our best to push past this pandemic. I'm Shanita Akintande, professor, author, career coach, and marketing shero. I invite you to join me for this very special edition of my Marketing Insights podcast series entitled, Would You Like to Buy an O? That's spelled O-O-H for Out of Home. (laughs) To commemorate our jumpstart to this episode, I have a story I'd like to share. When I was about seven years old, I loved, loved, loved to watch Sesame Street. Every day around 11 a.m., I would sit happily perched in front of our family's 25-inch color TV waiting to see my friends. Big Bird, The Count, Bert, Ernie, Cookie Monster, The Grouch, and the rest of the crew. My fit of choice was orange shorts, a green Kermit the Frog t-shirt. I know Kermit was with the Muppets, but stay with me. Red socks and about a thousand blue and white beads crisscrossing my braided hair. I was clearly a fly kid. Hold on. What's that you say? My fantastically fashion-laden felines? How in the world can I call that get-up I just described? Orange shorts, green Kermit the Frog t-shirt, red bobby socks, and an explosion of blue and white beads crisscrossing my braided head. Anything that the likes of a P. Diddy, J-Lo, Stella McCartney, or David and Victoria Beckham would even blink at based on such an obvious fashion faux pas. I know, I know, I didn't mention anything in the color yellow as part of my obviously Crayola crayon-inspired creation. Alas, no pineapple points here. But hold on, marketing maestros. I'll share in a few minutes something that will make up for that seemingly muster-hued mistake. But now that you have a picture of my fabulous fit and before the sunny day sweeping the clouds away melody starts to ring on my blast from the past television screen picture this my mother a svelte beauty would strive into the dining room her manicured hand extended from the sleeve of a cotton candy colored flowered house dress what can i say I grew up in a colorful family. As she balanced a plate that held a culinary crescendo in front of her daughter. That would be me, y'all. That would be a bologna and cheese sandwich, a side of Doritos, original flavor, not Cool Ranch or sweet chili sauce or key lime flavored. This was the 70s, y'all. Potato chips named after cattle ranches, salad dressing, or pies hadn't been invented yet. 
And yes, despite flaming Hot Cheetos not being a main menu option for me, we did have television. <laughs> but I digress. Let's go back to the story and walk on back over to Sesame Street, where one of my favorite numbers was one song by the green fella other than the one plastered on the front of my t-shirt. Ernie! It's entitled, Would You Like to Buy an O? You remember that one, don't you? It goes like this. Hey, bud. Who, me? Shh. Who, me? Right. How would you like to buy an O? <laughs> now that I've taken you back down memory lane, it's your turn to go and make your own bologna and cheese sandwich, grab some Doritos, whatever flavor you want, and get a tall glass of lemonade. That's where the color yellow comes in. Before you sit back and relax for another special edition of my Marketing Insights podcast series, Would You Like to Buy an O? That's O-O-H for Out of Home. A topic inspired by the one and only Ernie. You know Bert's BFF on the block. By the way, Am I the only one thinking that nobody on Sesame Street other than Big Bird had a last name? I guess that's because Big Bird clearly ran the block. Speaking of names, I talk about brand names in great detail in one of my previous podcasts entitled Short Brands. Go back, take a listen, and like it wherever you hear it. But back to this podcast. Would you like to buy an O? That's O-O-H for out of home. And for those marketing maestros who are vegetarians, feel free to substitute your bologna and cheese option with a grilled cheese sandwich or whatever floats your boat. O-O-O. It's important not to think of out of home advertising as something to be left out in the cold. Advertisers spend Big bucks in this arena. When you factor in agencies like Round Truth and others that specialize in two niche areas specifically, location marketing and audience marketing, for example, you get a better understanding of the power of outdoor. Location marketing allows companies to connect with consumers within the former city, state, or even zip code. Audience marketing allows brands to grab granular data and thus create targeted and tailored messages based on user inputs that show where consumers pause and play, like sporting events, concerts, shopping malls, and bookstores. According to the website Statista, out-of-home ad spending in the United States between 2019 and 2023 is predicted to grow by roughly 1.3 billion U.S. dollars. That's with a B, y'all. The leading outdoor ad spending category in the United States was the miscellaneous services and amusements category, which spent almost 2.2 billion U.S. dollars in 2019. Other categories among the top 10 included retail, 
media and advertising, and restaurants. Globally, outdoor advertisers made it rain by accounting for approximately 6.15% of all ad expenditures recently. A significant increase in internet advertising googled that drive and played a big part in that increase. There is something called weather-triggered ads. These communication pieces allow clients to tailor their advertising creative based on the weather forecast. Well, I'll be. Just pour water on my head and tell me it's raining. I discovered that little nugget when I was doing research for this podcast, Marketing Maestros. So let's begin with the top out-of-home advertisers as ranked by out-of-home ad spending in 2020, according to eMarketers.com. I'm going to share the entire list with you now. Number one, McDonald's. Number two, Apple. Number three, Geico. Number four, Amazon. Number five, HBO. Number six, the Coca-Cola Company. Number seven, Allstate. Number eight, Anheuser-Busch. Number nine, Comcast. Still tracking the top out-of-home advertisers as ranked by out-of-home ad spending in 2020, according to eMarketers.com. Number 10, American Express. Number 11, Cracker Barrel. Number 12, Google. 13, Netflix. Number 14, Duncan. Is it just me who wants to add the word donuts behind that brand's name? Number 15, Miller Coors. Number 16, Verizon. 17, Facebook. 18, Blue Cross Blue Shield. 19, The Walt Disney Company. And number 20, Universal Pictures. Let's take a panoramic peek at the brand at the top of the leaderboard, McDonald's. McDonald's invests heavily in billboard and broadcast marketing, utilizing a massive advertising budget of over $1.5 billion, that's with a B, y'all, in the U.S. alone in 2018. Digital marketing campaigns work to complement its offline promotional messaging, bringing consistent content to varied audiences not expected to be reached by outdoor, TV, and radio advertisements. McDonald's is a brand that has a special place in the global branding landscape for a variety of reasons. The fast food chain giant is a case study on what the successful leveraging of strategic marketing in support of impressive growth looks like. One of the pillars of McDonald's is universally identifiable by its famous brand imagery, including creative meal names and mascots. These items are fair fodder for outdoor advertising. Speaking of creative meal names, did y'all hear that beloved items along the ilk of product offerings like the Shamrock Shake were put on ice in certain parts of the globe recently? 
Yes, marketing maestros, apparently McDonald's ran out of milkshakes in England, Scotland, and Wales as they became the latest restaurant chain to be hit by a labor shortage that's crippling key industries from haulage to food processing. This is according to a recent article that appeared in Crane Chicago Business, dated August 24, 2021, entitled, Why McDonald's Ran Out of Milkshakes in the UK. The article continues with news that the fast food giant joins a growing list of large food chains in Britain reportedly having similar menu gaps, including KFC and Nando's Group the South African company known for its spicy chicken. Although KFC did not make the top of the list for outdoor advertising spending, and McDonald's holds the number one spot, I have a big recommendation for my McDonald's marketing cousins on how they can better connect with current customers and maybe attract a few new ones in the process. So I'm going to take a pause for the cause right here to allow y'all to take a bite of your sandwiches, gather up all those McDonald's marketing folks that you know, and have them sit right here and listen to this tea I'm about to spill all over this podcast. Would you like to buy an O? That's spelled O-O-H, which stands for out of home. Here's my recommendation. Mickey D's, y'all need to take a page from KFC at least from the KFC playbook, for a new out-of-home campaign that I'm suggesting. I'm talking predominantly about billboards, and that's due to the fact that that's the topic of this podcast, but also because billboard revenue is 73% of local ad revenue as a whole. But there are a slew of additional options to think about when you think about out-of-home or outdoor campaigns. Here's a short list. These are not comprehensive, so they can go beyond what I'm about to share. Number one, mobile, like those ads seen on trucks and buses. Number two, digital. Number three, lamppost. Number four, transit, such as wrapped trains, wrapped cabs, wrapped cars. If y'all don't know what wrapped means, then reach out to me and send me a note on LinkedIn or Twitter, and I'll talk to y'all all the day about wrap. That's W-R-A-P and not R-A-P, though I could talk to you about the latter one, too. Number five, outdoor advertising on bridges and things of that nature. Number six, point of sales displays. And number seven, retail. Again, that list is giving you options of what out-of-home advertising can entail. Others include airport advertising, which addresses a traveling audience, and metro advertising, such as things that are seen, again, on trains, which I don't think I listed on that last list. Okay, back to billboards, which is where KFC's classic move is something that I'm suggesting Mickey D's adopt. Don't know what I'm talking about? My temporarily pinky rays, petunias? We're sorry. Nope, that's not me apologizing in the plural sense. That's the message KFC plastered across thousands of billboards around the globe when they ran out of something, too, back in 2009. In their case, it was chicken. 
Don't remember that crunchy, finger-licking fiasco, you say? Here's the fry-by. After they faced a pause in poultry, the Kentucky Fried Chicken fast food chain created billboards which showed an empty bucket of chicken with crumbs spilling out. In lieu of having the KFC logo on the side, they switched the letters to read FCK with a headline that stated, We're sorry. The copy went on to say, A chicken restaurant without chicken, it's not ideal. I suggest McDonald's use the same approach in dealing with its current shake shutdown. They should offer apologies aided by OOH that's out of home. Here's why. Milkshakes are transportable, and that's an important trait by those who drink them. Apparently, Harvard Business School professor Clayton Christensen agrees with me. He says it's time for companies to look at products the way consumers do, as a way to get a job done. In his research on the typical milkshake buyer, Christensen writes, most of them, it turned out, bought the milkshake to do a job. They faced a long, boring commute and needed something to keep that extra hand busy and to make the commute more interesting. They weren't yet hungry, but knew that they would be hungry about 10 a.m. So they wanted to consume something now that would stave off hunger until noon. And they faced constraints. They were in a hurry, they were wearing work clothes, and they had, at most, one free hand. That's why OOH, that's out of home, offers the perfect POP. That's point of purchase opportunities. Pop! Me asking McDonald's to get creative in the outdoor space is nothing new for the Ronald McDonald crew, or for me, for that matter. You see, I started my marketing career, Marketing Maestros, as a brand strategist for the McDonald's company, given they were my first advertising client when I worked for a big agency. The McDonald's sundial billboard, which was dated back to 2006 and according to an article published in Marketing 91, is still rated as one of the best examples of outdoor advertising, is a prime example of OOH at its finest. The article states that in this creative billboard ad, McDonald's opted for an M-shaped sundial that displayed a range of snacks on the restaurant's menu, depending on the specified times. So, for example, it used to show coffee and croissants in the morning while burgers and patties were shown in the afternoon. If the burger and french fries juggernaut decided to resuscitate this sundial ad for the current out-of-milkshakes moment, Well, I recommend they could reenact an eclipse to make it work. (laughs) Woo! That tea was so hot, I may need to add a few O's to this podcast title to change it to ooh. (laughs) So let's recap. Out of Home, OOH Advertising, also called Outdoor Advertising, Outdoor Media, and out-of-home media is advertising experienced 
outside of the home. The final list of options I'd like to share include road shows, pamphlet distribution, and of course, billboards, including the walking kind, like those of you who can spread the news far and wide about the information you learned in this special edition of my Marketing Insights podcast series entitled, Would You Like to Buy an O? That's O-O-H. Ernie, tell them what that's all about. Who, me? Shh. Who, me? Right. How would you like to buy an O? Round and neat. A nearly perfect circle. Tidy and complete. You can sing a pretty song. Would it like so? Oh, oh, oh. Isn't that catchy? Until next time, which will be our best time. This is Shanita Akintande, professor, author, career coach, and marketing shero, signing off. If you enjoy listening to these podcasts, be sure to subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, and like them wherever you hear them. Connect with me on LinkedIn at Professor Shanita Akintande, or follow me on Twitter at underscore Shanita Speaks.